1: That kid is back on the escalator again. Leave it alone. What? Comics. What are you? I'm Batman. TV and movies. Wrestling uh, no. music.
2: What
0: A podcast about
3: things you actually care about, hosted by a couple of guys who actually care about those things too. What? Did we just become best friends? Yep. Maybe a little too much. Yes. That's awesome.
0: The talented one, Chris Machete. That no talent ass clown became famous. And Brenton, you know, that guy from your other favorite podcast. I
3: liked it. I was good at it. So grab onto the handrail and don't let
1: go. I'm the
2: medic. There's a little boy Later.
1: This is the Kids on the Escalator podcast. Woo! Here's CM and BD.
3: Okay, so we're live on here, but you're also live on your TikTok. What's Damn. going on there? You hit that thousand mark, that
1: thousand person mark. There's a TikTok going on there. But yeah, we're right here. Hey guys, so we're live here on TikTok and live on the Kids on the Escalator podcast. Tickety talk, tickety talk, talk. The grown-ups
3: are making the best uh, content on the TikTok and that's uh, where Chris is. You can you can find him on there as well as you can find us on the Dean Bell and Dell network and kids on the escalator.com as you can tell right there fancy new website mm-hmm. uh, that's up there running with all of our past episodes and all the fun stuff. Uh we got a packed show today. Let me tell you something, man. Um, we're going to talk about the wonderful city that you live in uh, called Kingston, Ontario, not Kingston, mm-hmm. Jamaica, which is also wonderful. A little bit violent. But <clears> Kingston, Jamaica. Yeah, have you ever been there? Kingston, Jamaica? I have been to Ocho Rios, which is where we got married uh, nice.
1: around the corner from there. but uh, Wow. You, know, you should I get still... remarried and bring a whole bunch of friends to a place like that.
3: That's not a bad plan. I will invite friends. Then you pay anyone for it. Gotta- <laughs> on, anyone that appears on the podcast today is welcome to come to Jamaica. Wow. Because it is our 15th anniversary coming up. How about that stuff? Is that's it? coming up. Yeah. 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 So that's a good
1: one, dude. Yeah. So we're going
3: to do that. Um, man, we got we got some guests. We got some people. We do have some guests today. We got some really uh, good ones. We got When you some say them, I'm going to
1: echo them out so that people live here at TikTok. So okay. who do we have on the show tonight? Well, so the far. The TikTok.
3: We'll the TikTok. All right. So the TikTok. Let's go with. Uh, we're going to go with uh, a, a friend of ours who has been on the show a few times. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, welcome, Jeff, from the band Moist. Jeff, All right, so we've got there it. he is right there. There Jeff. he is. How are you, sir? I'm, there great. Is. How are you? I'm very good. We need a little bit more volume out of you, my man. But uh, Excellent. I'll, so, I'll, just, I'll, just for our
2: TikTok viewers,
1: we have now Jeff Pierce from Moist on here bass
3: player. Uh, Not to be outdone, uh, one of my favorite drummers on this fine planet of ours. uh, Big inspiration uh, to me over the years. Big help for me. Also played on Chris and I's first record, uh, which, um, you know, is probably, I'm just going to say likely the best drumming he's ever done is on our album uh <laughs> and most fun uh, band he's
1: ever presented the most fun recorded.
3: band he's ever been in everything the whole shebang this is dale harrison uh formerly the headstones <laughs> hey! all around great guy how are you sir what's going on there i'm great how are you doing i'm really really good yeah. i'm really really I had good. a great
2: time doing that record it was probably the most fine drumming i've done too there, see, yeah. <laughs> hey, you know, I
3: and say hi to Jeff. I'm sure you hey, played.
1: Shows you? Together over the been years. a while,
4: man. Good to see ya. Yeah,
1: <laughs> have you guys shared uh, the stage know? before? Headstones and uh, Moist. Oh yeah, we toured a lot back in the day, huh? Yeah, absolutely.
3: Tons uh, of shows together, and then uh, we also have a friend of ours on here who puts on concerts and does things. Runs, runs film, the
1: music scene in Kingston.
3: Runs the music scene in Kingston has probably put on shows for. Well, probably has put on shows for every single person sitting on this panel right now in some capacity, uh, including showing amazing, amazing movies at the Kingston Film Festival. Please welcome Mark Garnas to the mix. Uh, otherwise known as Mario. Hey, since we saw
1: him last too. Hey, guys.
0: How are
3: you Let's,
1: let's,
0: let's get him.
3: <laughs> yeah, kind of. What's going on? He's got the basement going on here. He's got Look the wood paneling.
0: It was a bit of an upgrade. I think uh, last time, I forget where your comment was. I looked like I was in the... Basement of Blair Witch Project or something. That was funny. <laughs> I see you've
3: also, I see you've also uh, doubled down on your audio. Sarcasm.
0: Okay,
3: good. Sarcasm. Anyways, gentlemen, Mario welcome <laughs> to the show. Uh, we are talking about the wonderful town of Kingston, Ontario today, which, um, a, you know three of the people on this panel currently live there somebody has played a whole shit ton of shows on there and uh, i just like to visit there so there we go um we're expecting uh, uh, john from uh, kingston live as well at some point but gentlemen welcome to the show i'm glad uh, you guys could make the time and uh, mm-hmm. and joined us today uh, welcome back to the yeah. show because you all are all repeating customers to the yeah. show, which uh, which we love very much. Uh, thanks for the support. Uh, why don't you do a little roundtable introduction outside of what I've done, Jeff? What's happening, buddy? How you been? What you been up to?
4: I've been good. How's the audio right now? I may have had Fantastic. my okay. Good. Uh, yeah. Sure. No. Life is good. We uh, we uh, did a. We uh, did. We've done one moist show in the last two years, which was awesome. We did a blues fest in Ottawa in September. And it was really great to get back on a stage and play again. Uh, so that was cool. And um, yeah, everything else is fine. We've got this new record that we've been sitting on now for 18 months that continues to get pushed back. And we, we talked about it the last two times that I was on and it's still being pushed back. And and uh, we thought we were going to put it out now in the middle of January. Uh, but now we're having a bit of an issue with, with vinyl. Uh, and that might push yeah. back again. So, Like, but, like getting
3: hey, it done on vinyl and it's just not producing properly? Is that the idea?
4: That's exactly it. There's a bit of a backlog in the vinyl uh, supply chain thing, so we want it, we and we want the vinyl to come out at the same time as the CD and the streaming's available. So we are, uh, we're kind of crossing our fingers and seeing how that goes. But we're not really, we're not a big. If, you know, if it comes out in January or February or, or April or whenever, we're, we're uh, it doesn't really matter. We're, we're, uh, we'll be happy to get it out when it comes out. Nice.
3: Thanks for joining us, Buddy Mark. What's yeah. happening, sir? Good to see you again. What have you been up to, man? What's happening?
4: Yeah,
0: like we're same same thing with us, Jeff. Like we uh we recorded an album, uh a compilation album for KPP during the pandemic when nobody was playing shows. We um we actually had 10 uh 10 different artists come in and record an acoustic track and we were going to press it to vinyl, but we don't know when we're going to see that we're told (laughs) sometime in 2022 that's as that's as much as they've told us but um but yeah live music's back that's for sure like everybody seems to want to hit the road and um we've maybe done 10 shows i think now that things have reopened and um maybe three or four for some bigger touring bands and then and then the rest has been more local stuff but yeah, I mean, just looking at the stuff that's already been announced for 2022 and uh, and the stuff that hasn't been announced, I think every band that is in existence has uh, decided to hit the road in 2022. So, yeah, so long as we can um, keep things moving in the right way, I think it's going to be a good year for music.
3: And the guy in front of all the gold records, Dale, what's up, buddy? What have you been doing?
2: I know, I feel so silly now. Yeah. <laughs> 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 oh. So, what's been happening? Um, you know, I this year was pretty quiet. Started playing in August uh, for a few shows, Ride for Sight and uh, show at the Phoenix, and a couple things with the Blushing Brides. I've, I've been filling that chair for uh, Sasha that's uh, injured his back. And uh, who knows, maybe uh, I've done some more recording with uh, Maurice from uh, the Brides as well with uh, my new project that I called Six Foot Social Band. Again, stemmed from COVID. You know, we're all sitting around. Going, what are we going to do there's no shows happening we're stuck inside so just started doing that and uh you know uh, i'm looking forward to uh 2022 because uh you know it's been a hell of a what 18 20 months going on mm-hmm. now that uh that things have been stifled and most of my uh my work was really in the u.s through with classic albums live and uh so <laughs> there was no border crossings there's no work but uh yeah it, it's very promising just released a single a few weeks ago, uh, with, again with Six Foot Social Band called You Know What You Know. Uh, it's a long road, so that's fun. So, uh, I, wonder and that's it, a, played,
3: I wonder if that's the ahead. same Sasha that we worked with, with uh, um, Jim Huff. Didn't he used to have him as a session drummer? It could really be, yeah.
0: yeah.
3: Yeah.
2: Back yeah, in I the think day? It was him because he was back uh, with the Platinum Blonde back in the days, too. Like
1: that was it. Back. That's the guy. Right. That's yeah. the guy. Right. That's the guy.
2: Yeah, so things are coming up, coming in, starting to come back. So uh, I'm pretty happy about that. Looking forward to that new moist record. Huh, thanks. <laughs> I, it's, I, I think Jeff's looking forward to that new moist record. Like, Just put it out, put it out. You got uh, to.
4: The, the funny thing is, is that I mean one one great thing about the about the world we live in is that we've actually managed to. We actually have four songs that are available now for streaming on the thing. So uh, we've we keep on. <laughs> We keep on having release dates, and we keep on having the idea of putting out a song, and and uh, that date keeps on coming and going. But the song gets out there, so uh, so four of the ten songs are actually available for people to hear. But I'm looking forward to people hearing it together as a as a full package. So and getting, getting out and
3: playing shows, man.
4: Well, that too, man. I can't even can't even tell you, yeah.
3: It's a good thing you got a promoter on this show that can help you with that. (laughs) Hey, Mark. That's what's going on. Okay. So we've all played shows in Kingston. We've all done stuff. We know the list. So um, Kingston, you know, has this reputation of being a hockey town thanks to our friend Don Cherry. uh, Doug Gilmore, yeah. Doug Gilmore and those guys that like to talk about you know, uh, Kingston, Kingston, everyone's from Kingston, Doug Gilmore from Kingston, and and Southern Ontario uh, loves their heroes, so uh, if Doug Gilmore is from Kingston, then Kingston is now the celeb town, and that's uh, the second he joined the Leafs as a member of Kingston, Kingston instantly got <laughs> status amongst mm-hmm. all the other towns, over Belleville, over everything else, it was like, oh, Doug Gilmore's from Kingston? Well, then we love Kingston. That's just how it works. Um, but it's known for much more than hockey. There's some of the Biggest bands in this country have produced out of there. Uh, we've, we've got uh, movies and film being filmed out of there and done. And uh, let me just run you the list for a minute. Mm-hmm. This is just 10 lists of people. Yeah, that's a list. Uh, 10 lists of people. Um, now, I was wondering if there was a top 10 list of famous Kingstonians. Apparently, there's only eight. So we're adding Jeff to this mix here for nine, even though you're nice. in you're in Kingston now. I don't know if you're from Kingston, Jeff, but you live there now. So there you go. I, I am I Mark. Am. You Mark, you get ten just because okay. you do so much I squeak work in, eh? All right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I got, I so I coming in at number ten is Mark Garnes. Everybody, so Mark. <laughs> nice. I'll give you a little brief history on Mark. So Mark. Um, started KPP after he spent a lot of time with Mr. Machete. He was like, you know, that band is incredible. That band (laughs) is going places. And we heard that they had Dale from the headstones on their record. You know, I don't know if we're going to be able to afford them. I better start a concert company and get in on the ground floor. And he did. And now he's turned it into giant things. Is that close Mark? Am I close? (laughs) Yeah,
0: I would say that's, uh, that's pretty accurate. We, um, yeah, we booked you guys among the first bands that we ever had here, uh, like over 20 years ago now. And I remember in that first wave of bands that came around, like you guys had Best um, <coughs> the Hero with you. Like they were young, young, like
1: mm-hmm. not,
0: not even driving age young.
1: The parents are with them, right?
0: The parents were with them, and they they were under a different band name. And
1: Happy-go-lucky. Um, yeah, yeah happy-go-lucky. Yeah.
0: Which, yeah, I still have that. I think it's a picture of Chris on the front. Cover falling into a thing of Marshall Stacks.
1: Yeah, with a mask on and a crowbar. That's it.
0: Yeah. So anyways, yeah, we kind of like never really meant to be concert promoters. Like, So we were in a band playing those shows with you guys just because nobody would book our band here. So that's why we became concert promoters. It was just to get shows for our our metal band that nobody would book. Mm -hmm. So, um, you know, I quickly learned that we couldn't play every week. We couldn't play all the shows. So we started doing... Shows for um, other bands just touring through and then we think people got wind of the fact that we would do just rock and and not straight up metal. So we did early shows for our Kells and bands like that, that have, you know, now maybe Canada's biggest band. So, um, yeah, it was all on the go, though. I don't know if you can like can you can you go to school even for something like that? I'm not sure. We, so we just, no, well, that's we, how I, it's funny.
3: That's how I started on the concert side because I was like, I got to find bands that'll allow us to open up for them other than the headstones. Exactly. So yeah. that was the tales and tales I got every show. Are you coming? We're playing here in Lindsay. Are you coming? I'm like, is there room? He's like, we'll give you a subway and pizza. I'm like, we're on the way. Yeah. So, so yeah. show that was – uh, Coming in at number ten was Mark Garnes. Coming in at number nine is Jeff Pierce. So Jeff, um, if I'm just reading your Wikipedia here, it says here you ran for mayor. Um, that yeah, lost they, that you yeah. ran for mayor. Uh, Dan Aykroyd got the idea for Ghostbusters from you. Over <laughs> that, that's interesting. I got that part of it. Yeah, that's that's true. And yeah. you produced all the tragically hip records. So this is just <laughs> off your wiki. This is off your Wikipedia. So I'm assuming it's true, but uh, coming in at number nine as most famous uh, Kingstonian is Jeff Pierce. Are we close on that one?
4: Yeah, actually, I, I, there's another band um, before the Tragically Hip that was just called the Hip, and I produced all of their records tragically. That's <laughs> <as, laughs> the mistake there in the Wikipedia thing. So uh, yeah, um, so I'm actually I'm actually a Kingstonian as well. I I, oh. uh, I moved to Kingston when I was merely two year two months. Two weeks old, two weeks old. I can barely remember because I was so young, but I think it was two weeks old was the is the true story.
3: Jeff, and, I could have uh, slid you into the top five, but it's pretty, it's pretty stacked. So I'm going to, so if you're fine being... being, being who, who, it, yeah. Okay, well, was. let's go. We're going to go with number... So just beneath you at number eight, and this, again, it's eight, seven, and six. You could have been in any of these. I just, there was two open spots, so we threw you into number nine. Kirk Muller yeah. at number eight there oh. again with the hockey okay, Ooh. again of the hockey uh Sarah Harmer, the great Sarah Harmer oh
1: Fantastic. right we did a benefit yeah. we did a show for her last year a couple years ago. We were on her show right mark? yeah, we did yep, yep we yeah she's
3: benefit. wonderful uh of course, uh Doug Gilmore, we talked about Doug Gilmore in there yeah. uh hockey player who um had the shortest comeback in the history of leaf comebacks by the way uh when we uh when we uh, when he had the the leg injury and that he was it jumped
1: over him. the boards, and then that was it.
3: Okay, your top five.
1: Mm-hmm. All right, here we go. uh
3: Which you know is 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 by perspective, but uh, G- uh, Gord Downey in at number five.
1: Okay,
3: Gord Downey over. He's listed as a celeb from there, mm-hmm. even though the whole band is from there. But Gord Downey's coming in at number five. Don Cherry in at number four.
1: Mm-hmm.
3: A lot of people might not know this. Brian Adams in at number three.
1: Ah, right. For I how long? Ago? That. Yeah, he who's here for a minute or two? It was it was quick, Pretty right? Much-
4: yeah, no, it was a minute.
1: He went to yeah. a rival high school in Ottawa, so he was there for a while. Wow, wow. yeah, because he was his parents were military. Oh, right? Bye. Yeah,
2: he was probably yeah, bouncing I mean,
3: around a lot. Number yeah, two, know. we had uh, Dan Aykroyd, you know, who got all his ideas from Jeff. So <laughs> I think that those two yeah. should switch. And then just some little dude named John, Sir Johnny McDonald. So oh. only one of our. You know, lead fearless leaders. So that's your yeah. top 10 list, Mark. There we go. Mark right Jeff, on. I hope, I hope you're feeling good about being on that
4: list. Pretty good pretty good. In Mark, you got <laughs> any yeah. There all? Yeah. 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 I want to recap, though. I want to recap.
3: <laughs> any plans on running for prime minister, Jeff? Uh,
4: <laughs> I'm not Scottish enough. So, <laughs> <laughs>
3: uh, gentlemen, so anyways, uh, so the town is known for more than hockey. It's got a, a, a deep history rooted in music and all the rest of it. Um, Dale, we were talking off air before this started uh, about Jeff. Is it true that, um, sorry, um, Moist, there's more members of Moist from Kingston? Yeah,
2: is David Austin well. from there too?
4: Yeah, yeah no, I mean, three of the five original Moist mm-hmm. members are, are from, are like actually like went to high school near here and, and grew up here. I, I actually went to, I'm from a place called Amherst Island, which is about 20 miles uh, west right. of here. Um, and i went to napanee for high school but david and kevin grew up in the actual city and went to kc and uh um lc respectively and and uh then mark and i uh mark and i actually met at queens so that's where we met so even though mark's actually from toronto it was when he was living in kingston that we started playing together musically and that's you know been a a relationship that's lasted almost 30 years now so so you guys um, all
3: came up together quite a lot. I mean, a lot of people, um, I don't, don't realize that. I mean, I guess, was there any kind of envy in town as far as like, look at how huge the hip got so fast and we got to catch up? Or oh, was it one of those?
4: No, there any I mean, it was en-
3: envy there. Or was it like, you it know? wasn't
4: envy. We were, we were we were inspired by them. Like we were uh like, I remember the first time I saw the hip, they were playing, they still had the saxophone player. They were playing the Terrapin Tavern, which is now the Toucan <laughs> has been the Toucan for 30 years as well. Um, and there was, you know, 30 people in the room and, and uh, we were like, wow, this is really good. And, and we thought it was really cool. And they were, that was actually even before Mark and my band, my first band we had formed and they sort of, it wasn't envy as much as it was, wow, if these guys can do it, then maybe we can too, or maybe we can do something. And, you know, we followed their, their, uh, we felt like we were taken along for the ride with their career because we started off seeing them in such small places and, and, and watched them grow into what they, what they were. And David has a really close connection with, with the guys in the hip as well. They, cause they went to, uh, uh, to KC with him. So he knew them all, um, relatively well as well. So,
3: that's quite something. I mean, it was like a, there was a Toronto scene. Dale, you were Ottawa, right? So you would have shared radio yeah. waves, radio waves with Kingston a little bit at we'll, that we'll point. Well, definitely
1: did. Yeah. Uh, what am, was that radio uh, station again you are Uh, Shea
2: 106. There you go, Shea 106, yeah, yes. Shea 106. Uh, I guess the bear came along later on, I mean, mm-hmm. but uh, when I was growing up, Shea 106, man, listening to... to- you know, pictures, uh, you know, Rush stuff coming out. Oh, no, we're going to listen to the new, the new Wave album that's happening right now. And, uh, yeah, and when I joined the Headstones, that was the funny thing that Hugh and I had in common because we shared the same kind of radio uh, of growing up. So we knew all the same songs. So when we were thinking about covers or doing other things, things like that, it was uh, something that we had in common, him being from Kingston as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I like it so. at
3: that time was very really interesting because um, Toronto uh, had, had its scene, you know, and you could break on Queen Street <clears throat> and it had its own mix of bands. I Mother Earth, Our Lady Peace, kind of those bands that came out of that Toronto scene. And then there was this Kingston scene and then there was like this London Windsor scene with like the Tea Party. Every kind of place had their scene. Um, it's interesting to me, like the the focus on, oh, we got to focus on Kingston right now all these bands are coming out of Kingston. Oh, okay. That's good. We've got four bands out of there. Now we're going to move to London (laughs) and now we've got four bands out of there. And then we're going to go here. We're going to go there. Uh, it was a very interesting time in the early nineties for that. Yeah. That
1: indie scene, the Canadian indie scene was, was really cool. It was a really good time in music. I, was, I think everybody in, on the screen here was a part of it as well, which is really cool. Mm-hmm. Well, two of the people
3: out. on the screen uh, were in giant bands.
1: So, well, just been a part of it. On <laughs> That's, <my> right. <laughs>
4: That's right. Well, That's right. I mean, before we were giant, we were definitely indie as well. So. There you go, right? <laughs> and I also think I should. it's fair to point out, just for the historians out there, that even though three of us are from Kingston, we were a Vancouver band. It's, it's in Vancouver that we, we, uh, uh, Started. The, we knew each other before, but it was in Vancouver that we formed the band, um, and uh, and started doing our thing. So even though I'm from Kingston, Davis from Kingston, Kevin's from Kingston, Mark spent a lot of time in Kingston. Moist is originally a Vancouver band.
3: Interesting. And then mm-hmm. now there, you got Montreal roots. You're all over this country. You truly are Canadian. Absolutely, all the way around. It's good, Mark. Uh, give us a little Kingston breakdown for you from um, from what you've seen as far as changes in that city when it comes to uh, the scene, some of these awesome shows either you've put on or that you were privy to and witnessed in, through the rise of this city. Cause it's really, I feel like it's a super hip town. So,
0: yeah, like I think venues have always been kind of weird in Kingston. Like I don't think a venue has much more than four or five years in it before it seems to shut its doors permanently. So that's, that's something I've been witness to over, over the 20 years is the venues kind of come and go pretty quick. And there used to be more bands kind of coming and going too. like as they did kind of get to a certain level would would move over to Toronto or, or Montreal. But um, definitely seeing less of that now and, and bands sticking around Kingston more. So I, I think, you know, like even recently, like the Glorious Sons, they were not that long ago. Uh, we had them opening up for the odds at the mansion. So the mansion's a, a 200 capacity venue glorious sons were the opening band for them and that must have been like less than five years ago now wow. and um like they were they were a hard-working band they were good they were well practiced they put on a good show but i remember at the time never dawned on me that they would make such a leap and so quickly either like mm-hmm. they're you know they're they're up there with Arkells now as like among oh, they the opened
1: for the stones band. man yeah
0: for sure so it's there's there are i think seeing that for a lot of the local bands was uh really inspiring in uh for for um and giving them reason to stick around kingston as well not feeling the need that they had to move to uh to a big city to be seen um so i think that was the the one big positive about the glorious sons lately um was that that they've influenced bands to stay here um Venues are still a little bit all over the place. I don't know. Like I think other markets or maybe the smaller markets are, are the same. I, I, um, you know, I'm, I'm always hesitant to like recommend a venue too much here just in case somebody sees a flaw in it. But yeah, like, I mean, we, um, we use the mansion a lot. It, it, it survived the pandemic, uh, alehouse stages, you know, those places have been there forever. So it's, um, it's, I think, I think we're ready for the, for the music to come back. It's, uh, it's, it, it's, I think right now a, a good time to be a band in Kingston.
3: Dale, what was, um, what's it like playing in Kingston? Uh, let's say off of, let's say off a of Smile and Wave when it was super hot and there's a Kingston show and you're going home, going home. What's, what's it like playing in that town,
2: college town? We played a lot of different places there. I mean, we played the uh, university, the college out uh, at the Speedway, you know. Um, I think there was AJ's Hangar. Uh, oh, still yeah. AJ's. there a lot with the, with the uh, SESTA airplane inside there. We yeah, it's there still there. Is it? AJ's is yeah. still. Is AJ's well, exactly. the airplane? It's
0: so
2: yeah, so not called AJ's anymore, though.
0: No, it's called or the, the L House now. Yeah.
2: That's okay, it. so Okay. Yeah. So they still have bands? They do. We actually just
0: did a show there a couple weeks ago.
2: Awesome! Like that was like, that was sort of like a staple. We we played, like I said, even the uh, Kingston Memorial with the Glorious Sons years ago, uh, and that was a really good show. It was it was it was amazing. But I mean, we've like I said, just graduated. We'd always go back to Kingston, of course, because he was from Kingston, and that's where the band originated. So uh, that was his hometown. Then my hometown was a uh, you know Ottawa, and and we had our hometown Toronto. And I grew up in Winnipeg, so I had a, another hometown. So. But uh, Kingston was always a fun, fun place to play. Great audiences, uh, always well received, and uh, we always had a blast. I mean, I always got a, a history lesson from Hugh, and every time we come into town, well, oh, that's where I used to go and shop, and that's where I went to high school, KC or whatever I think it was. Like, uh, and uh, you know, that's where I used to buy drugs. That's where I got <laughs> 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 whatever, whatever was happening there. But I mean, the, the thing that we're, we're forgetting too is that Kingston has got the pen. The yes, pen. I mean that. But I always thought of Kingston. It was about before. It was like uh, it's the capital city of Ontario. So I mean, uh, and everybody thinks it's Ottawa. So it's uh, it's kind of funny. Right. So I always thought about mm-hmm. it as the. Pandemic. There's another
3: so. fact. Maybe maybe uh, I mean I thought Jeff would get that out first, uh, considering he was going to run for mayor. But uh, but I guess they uh, <laughs> all had to come to the rescue there on that one. <laughs> but I forgot that it's the capital of the of the province. Right. Mm-hmm. That's right. Uh, yeah. Hey Jeff, coming back and playing home hometown shows is that a nightmare for for a band where it's like unlimited guest list and madness, or is it? Uh, do you yeah. welcome it? Do you welcome?
4: No, it? no. I mean, uh, it's 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 the best uh, because you you get to play for your family and friends and and for catch up with people you haven't seen. Uh, we got really lucky, but it's also it can be painful because of guest list requests and that kind of thing. We got. Uh, uh, I got really lucky personally because the the uh shortly after short sorry shortly before the pandemic um, two summers ago now we did a free show here in market square um, and it was mm-hmm. a, I was that was great yeah thanks chris I'm glad you yeah I'm glad you came down mm-hmm. and uh and it was an amazing show and it was really cool because you know my 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 son, who was nine at the time, mm-hmm. came and brought all of his friends and all of his friends' parents, and, and they had and, a
1: blast too. I have to ingest in, in them or throw that in there, man. Boy, he was rocking on.
4: It was really fun. It was so great, and that was the you know. But and back in the back in the day, back in the '90s, playing stages and alehouse and doing open air shows at Queens and and playing Grant Hall and all those things. They, they were all meaningful for us because we had all seen and been to shows in those in those places so I remember actually we played the first big show we played in Kingston was playing stages and that was a big deal for me because the first show where when I was living in Kingston uh, going to Queens the um, one of the sort of biggest concerts I ever played at the first one first time I ever opened for a band was opening for the Pursuit of Happiness with a band that I was in called the Revivers at the time and so then going back and playing stages it felt like you know things had come around for a full circle mm-hmm all those, venue direct, all those venues you mentioned, Jeff, um,
0: after I've said that a lot of venues have come and gone, those three that you've mentioned are all still happening. I know.
4: Now, <laughs> no, you don't. Toucan. Toucan is still there, is it? Yep. Yeah. Toucan is still there as well. Yeah. yeah.
2: Toucan yeah. Is still there has, too.
0: Every yeah. venue you've, you've played has survived the test of time.
4: Nice. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. Which is
3: rare because I can tell you out here in Vancouver, there's not a goddamn venue left. You got the Commodore. When I moved out here like 15 years ago, there was Richards and the Starfish room had just closed, but there was Richards and the Media Club and all these great development areas, and they're gone. There's not, there's the Commodore venue, there's a small place. The Biltmore Red Room. There's these little tiny places, but there's really not a music scene out here anymore. I got to tell you, I mean, the pandemic didn't help, but it's mm-hmm. certainly tough to go see a band rise from the Media Club uh, for the people that are familiar out here. But say rise from the Toucan to the Mansion to you know AJ's to the Grand. It's the Grand there, right? The Grand Theater. It's
4: mm-hmm. the Grand
3: to something yep. else. It's like to watch a band rise through those ranks. It's tough to see out here in Vancouver. You kind of go right from 100 people to 1,000 people.
4: And, you know, I, if I could jump in for a sec, because there's mm-hmm. one thing we – we there's a bunch of actual other bands we haven't even talked about. We, we haven't talked about yeah. uh, you know, the Mahomes and Weeping Tile and Bedouin Soundclash and all these other bands that started here. Mm-hmm. And I think that what we found – what I found when I lived here with, with – when Mark and I were playing in our first band here, and Kevin was in another band that was sort of like a rival band, but we were all friends and we lived – around the corner from each other and we all hung out and the thing about the scene at that time being the late 80s is that there were a dozen places where you could play and there were places that might only hold 30 or 50 people but we were all in university so bringing 30 or 50 people out to see our band was was easy it was easy to actually bring people out on a Wednesday night or on a Tuesday night uh, because we you know none of us had jobs and we all had you know, everyone wanted to go where the cheap beer was and see their Mm -hmm. friends playing a band. And that's a really unusual situation, I think. And I think that really breeds um, a really great community because people wanted to see the bands that their friends were in. Through that, they would see other bands. All the bands were friends. And so through that, there was our band, which I do see as the precursor to Moist, even though uh, there's no direct line. But it's the first band that Mark and I, wrote songs together in and as well at the same time um you know finney from mahones had his band that was playing around the same time doing his thing and and uh and weeping tile was just starting and sarah Harmon was doing her thing and we all had the opportunity to play and to and to bring people out and see us play and so we all got practiced in our stagecraft and it was a really really important time i think
3: was it like that in Ottawa, Dale? I mean, Kingston's just down the street from Ottawa. So you guys in a band or anybody in a band that's trying to, you know, get on that 401 scene, was Ottawa – I know we're talking Kingston. But yeah, it was Ottawa
2: like was that. pretty tight. Uh, I mean, you had Barrymore's uh, Rainbow Downtown, was more blues-oriented. Um, Penguin, I think. There was a place called the Penguin back mm-hmm. in the day. Yeah, we played um, that, yeah. Yeah, yeah, no. And, and, and thanks for mentioning the Mahones because I was going to – Throw that in there, too, because uh, I haven't seen Finney in a while, either. Great band, great band. Uh, but, yeah, but I only played uh, in a band for a couple of years, and I played in one band in Ottawa before I moved to Toronto, because I went to I went to Humber. I studied music, so I just, I, I just didn't play. So I played with this one band called Caught in the Act, and I booked us all over the place, wherever we, we would have us. And exactly like uh, Jeff was saying, it's just like, get all your buddies out there. Try to get everybody to pay three to four or five bucks maybe to get in so we could pay the band, rent a PA, rent a bunch of lights and, uh, have a big party. And that's pretty much what it always was. So, uh, and, uh, who's come from Ottawa? Alanis Morissette, I guess, uh, Ryan right. Adams did live there for a good chunk of time as well. Um, I'm trying to furnace think. face. Furnace face. Mm, oh, geez. Furnace
3: face. Yeah. Yeah. That band did the, uh, that band did the, the video the video right while they were playing yeah
4: Isn't they that had videos band? they had white suits and and uh yeah. Yeah. spin streamers around they were a fantastic band. they were so oh. cool we did a whole day we had we opened for furnace Space on a canadian tour and we were we they blew our minds nice <laughs> and then Smothered.
0: another band from here is the um before my time here but the uh it might have cr- uh overlapped with you jeff was uh the inbreds as well weren't they from here
4: yeah, they were. They were uh, two guys, again, Queen students, I think, too. And uh, uh, Mike and, um, oh, what was the other guy's name? Uh, anyway, yeah, they were They were after our time, but we, I think actually they played with us on one of our sort of first shows coming back to Kingston in the early 90s. I think they might have opened for us at the Toucan or someplace like that, like when yeah. we were just kind of gaining steam. They were really cool. Like yeah, Duo. Yeah. We has, has everyone
3: come back or Has anyone actually left? Does Dan Aykroyd still live there? I know that maybe the hip guys still around. Is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Is it sort of one of those towns where mm-hmm. you you know they go, but everyone comes back to live
4: to? Yeah, the hip guys are still here. Mm-hmm. I yeah, saw Aykroyd. Three of, the, three of them are. At the,
0: yeah. Aykroyd at the LCBO pre-pandemic, I saw him in with hat and glasses on. He came out with a, <laughs> a shopping cart full, full of booze with an arc to it.
2: Nice. <laughs> Everybody's falling Atta out. boy, then. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yes, I think he's, I think he's just north of Kingston.
3: That's he's cool. made isn't that a song North of Kingston? I know no, he's made he's made a uh, that town into a celeb town. Mm-hmm. I think you know SNL didn't hurt. You know,
0: I I, I believe oh. Aykroyd, um owned the mansion probably in the in the '90s or '80s even, and it oh. was I think it was called Ackroyd's actually for a while. And um, I hear there was like a I know there's a plane in, hanging in the uh, Ale House, but there was like a car kind of coming out of the front front of it, and mm. uh, I don't know if that was an eighties oh. thing. It was before my time, but it's it, anyways. It's it's stayed uh, a music venue over the years, and now it's the mansion actually.
1: That's awesome. Yeah, is, I like the mansion. Which, oh. It's a nice place.
0: Which is probably the busiest music venue in town now, I would say. Mm. Really? Yeah, it's Maybe got two it's levels, right? It's called the
2: Overdrive. You heard the overdrive in Kingston? Hmm. What's that like? Don't know it. No? Oh, well, really?
0: Okay. <laughs> Dale, got, invlo- Dale got invited to a,
3: a band. It's like, man, Dale, you got to come out and check us out. We're playing the overdrive. <laughs> Dale's like, <laughs> so,
2: well, back in the days when we had all that. the roadies dra- dragging gear in and out, like, this is like uh, taking a, a, a gig with some buddies that are playing Black Sabbath. And I was like, oh, I, I you know, I like that stuff anyway. So I did it. And uh, as soon as you get to the venue, you look up and you see a double flight of stairs. <laughs> Oh no. <laughs> like, you guys got some people to help me with this gear I it's think that's right.
1: Movie. That's on I think that's on Bath, Mark. I think that's I mean, it's,
2: it, Yeah, it's like yeah, in the uh,
0: oh, behind my house kind of. Uh, west West. Yeah. There's there's a, there's a venue the called it's Overtime. Like, there's a venue called Overtime. 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 overtime that's that's it.
2: it. The Overtime. Yeah. That's it. Not Overdrive. Yeah. Bath. Oh, it's behind us. There, okay. it
3: sounds like a hockey venue.
2: <laughs> it is. It's got, it's got <laughs> hockey jerseys hanging
0: everywhere. Yeah
1: like Imagine if you're that.
0: going on an on band night. It's yeah, yeah, games the, 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 f- playing.
1: Yeah, it's like a it's like a sports pub. Yeah, yeah they get it like is the f- Full on kiss cover bands with like the full
2: on makeup and all that stuff. That's, that's right. why this is a, a Sabbath tribute band. So, there we go. That's that's, that's yeah. the yeah. place, yeah. buddy. That's exactly that, that's what it's fairly is. close to where I live.
1: Yeah. Jeff,
3: uh you've been you've been there longest as far as in town. Why do you love Kingston?
4: Uh let me count the ways. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> it's a uh Okay. First of all, it's it's one of the only, you know, we've, we've toured the entire country and, and to come across a place where there's still a vibrant downtown is pretty rare. You see, a lot of towns have, you know, uh, I'm not going to name names, but there's an awful lot of places in this country where, where the downtown is kind of boarded up and grotty and and not that great, and everyone's sort of moved up to the burbs. And came hey, to- hey. Is, uh,
3: hey, you want me to start naming towns for you? Jeff? Yeah. That's fine.
4: Okay. <laughs> <laughs> We've all been there. We've all seen them. Kingston's yeah. uh, downtown yeah. is beautiful and and vibrant, and it's got history and it's got restaurants and and bars and and theater and and everything you could want in it and uh yeah i mean it's a great it's a great place it's a university college town between rmc st lawrence and, and of course queens it's always a, there's always stuff going on and and uh culture and it's close to nature and hey my parents live here and my wife lives here my child lives here yeah. and my good friend chris lives <laughs> here and hey <laughs> i think i want to move there now <laughs> yeah well you're welcome to we you should be
2: mayor. You got to run again. <laughs> that's right. Really, you got to uh, run. Yeah. Gotta do it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna hobble
4: awkward this time. So that he, uh, <laughs> I, I swear, he he tipped the the voting bell. I saw, I saw a ballot boxes coming out of trucks. So, <laughs> <And> <laughs> uh, L- uh, hi,
3: to, sure. hi was to Adam. Like
4: a, I'm not sure whose vehicle it was, but it looked like a Ghostbusters kind of. So it looked like a white kind of hearse painted <laughs> up thing. So
3: that's great. Hi to Adam Jacket. Hey buddy, thanks for joining. Yeah, appreciate I know. it. i Adam's from Oswell. A, up, uh, we haven't even gotten into that. That's a that's too. Uh, that's, that's a whole other episode of the Oshawa. Oh, I think we did <laughs> one
1: in the past, didn't we? In Oshawa scene music or Durham
3: uh, yeah, we had Gary on from Lame, and we had some guys. Yeah, uh, oh. anyway, that was cool. Yeah. Those guys. Uh, I, um, I saw.
0: I saw a news heading that the dungeon is now reopening under. Uh, yeah, this is probably for another episode, but the, the, you could probably do a full episode on the dungeon. Uh, but the dungeon reopening under a new uh, venue name in in Oshawa.
1: So yeah, that, wow, that's a, that was a great venue, the dungeon.
3: yeah it's uh it's big uh, yeah Adam says it's best not to dig too far into Oshawa. Well. <laughs> <laughs> you
1: never know what you're gonna find when you start digging in Oshawa. however
3: we did meet Dale Dale in Oshawa and uh, Chris and I you know cut our teeth there and and uh Dale uh, Dale let me play his big giant silver drum kit in Oshawa uh, at the moon room. So it'll always hold a dear little spot for us. Uh, Mark, you've been there uh, second longest on this panel. So uh, what brought, you know, tell me about your Kingston, you know, overall, because you haven't left, you love it. And, you know, our friend, our fallen brother, Zig, was like moving there, swore by the town, loved it. So um, tell us what it's done for you, because you're running concerts there. You're very ingrained in the city. You're running the film festival.
0: I think that's the thing. Like you can, you can, uh, I think move here with a good idea. Um, whether it's, you want to run punk shows or a film festival or what, whatever it is that your idea might be. And I think there's room here to, to do that and not get lost in the crowd the way you might in Montreal or Toronto. So there's people, there's, there's people here that want to Go out to events, and they want to support businesses, and they want to. Um, I think they're excited about some of these things that, that that people are doing, and there's there's enough of a demographic that that will have some money that they will spend on these things that you're doing as well. So it's, um, I feel like it's a, a good chance for to to not get lost in in the crowd. Like there's still microbreweries popping up here, which seems like way, way, way late, but they're, they <laughs> they're doing well. And so, you know, if they're in Toronto, I mean, that probably would have been lost in the crowd a decade ago. Um, but yeah, just uh, the the film festival that we run here, like people get super excited about it every year and there's not 10 other film festivals happening here. So it gives us a bit of an opportunity to, to stand out and do our thing. Same with presenting concerts, you know, Live Nation will come into town and, and do a lot of the, the big shows. But um, other than that, you know, most of them seem to come across... Um, uh, uh, our email or, 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 a couple people in town. So there's room to, to do some of these things. And that's, I think for, for work, that's why I've s- stuck around here. And obviously like the city on top of that, but I, I like the fact that you can be creative here and, and make work out of it.
3: We do have a couple things coming in from some people. For some reason, our chat is not working so hot right now. Uh, a couple hellos, Brian Sanders, um, veteran, Uh, from the Gulf War. Brian, how you doing, buddy? Huge fan of all the bands uh, that are on here. Uh, Fanshawe College is where I was introduced to Moist uh, purchased every album since, so there you go, Brian. Thank you, um, Emmett Stutt, who is a production manager, tour manager uh, as well. Loving these uh, guys. There you go, Avon uh, Kingston's one of my favorite cities, filled with culture, history, beauty, and most of my relatives. Lots of fun. Um, and hi to everyone else watching us from there. So thanks so much. Mm-hmm. I, there's there's some kind of normally we can get the chat up and we can put things in, but oh, as, long as long as you're catching them and reading them, buddy, not picking good. up the old Facebook. And I know so. that our our buddy Brian Hopper or, or sorry, uh, Brad Hopper is is uh, is tuning in and he had some questions and and he can't get them through and we're it's a technological nightmare so anyways everybody um thanks for tuning in to our Kingston chat which is great Chris you're the new guy in yeah. Kingston the I second am. you moved there within about I guess about a couple of weeks of you there you're like oh my god why did I spend all the you know so much time in a town with a foot on my head and you've excelled there so tell us about your Kingston experience
1: yeah I was in a little place called Port Perry that- it's a great place to visit, but you know, it's it's tough to live there if you're a musician or if you're a little bit outside the box of what people uh, you know are used to in that little area. Which which is fine, but I, I really felt like um, I didn't belong there. So then, anyway, we sold the old house for a mint, moved out here to Kingston, brand new house, great area. Um, I was I, I part time teacher, so I teach uh, guitar and art at the, the public school. Just took me in right away you know i met with uh, the vice principal and the whole the, the school just took me and i was doing benefit things for them um donating some time to do a comic book class for them and from there it just i just had students it was it was it was amazing right off the bat there was no real uh slow time for my students in between in between leaving port Perry and coming here and then uh i found that it's just so Musical and uh, artistic, the city—it's amazing. It embraces it instead of uh, in a smaller town where they would kind of ostracize you if you were a little bit outside of the box. You know, if you didn't watch, you didn't have the pickup truck. You didn't watch football football every every Sunday. You know.
3: Uh, which which I know lot. is is what you love to do, Chris. You know, yeah, exactly. I
1: right. pick up trucks. Right. I do one sport and it's hockey really, basically. <laughs> so so <by> and <laughs> I don't know anything about trucks. But anyway, not that there's anything wrong with that. You know, we have another famous guy we didn't mention. He was going for a rip who I've asked, whatever happened to that guy. Um huh. we can talk about him after. But uh yeah, so coming to Kingston was great for, for a person like me, and I've been able to uh I, I I used to teach 15 kids a day in Port Perry just to make ends meet because it was such like oh I don't want to go into detail my bills there. Even just the hydro was different. Anyway, I was teaching 15 kids a day there and on the weekends that was during the week. And then on the weekends I would do an art uh, course just to try and stay, stay ahead of uh, just so I'd have some extra money to like go for dinner or anything. There's no word of a lie. That's how much I had to work there. It's ridiculous. So here I have 15 st- students a week and I do commissions. Um, everything is just slowed down. It's great. I'm not having like, you know, I'm not having th- those, those chest problems anymore. <laughs> I, I can relax. Here. You were and raving just,
3: about that city from the moment you moved there. And uh, I never got yep. the chance to really spend a ton of time there. Um, was- but i have been there over the years for shows. Dale, uh, tragically hip, obviously the most famous band from here. Um, do you have any memories of playing with them that you can share? Cause um, you know, uh, polarizing band in some cases because you're either in on the hip or you're not. Usually, there's not barely a middle ground. You're either all the way in or all the way up, but no one can deny the sheer power of Gore Downey. Um, fantastic frontman, one of the best of all time. Uh, what's your memories from, from playing with them?
2: We had uh, some great memories. I mean, the, honestly, the first time I ever saw the hip was in England. Uh, we were on tour that way with uh, 5440 and Big Sugar and the hip out there. I think it was called Canada's Invasion or something. And uh, that was the first time I saw them at the embassy in in, uh, in England. And I guess because he's affiliation with uh, Gord and uh, the rest of the boys. Uh, we got to play with them quite quite frequently uh, after after that. So, I mean, I'm not sure if we did Kingston. It was like Fort Henry. I think we played there with Moist. It was one of those uh, edge fests. But uh, I think the... The most memorable time was uh, the ACC. We got to open up for them there. Oh wow! Yeah, it was a New Year's New Year's thing. So I know they, they gave us a bunch of champagne. I got the books because um, they had the books in a, in a calendar and all this other stuff too. And uh, they all came back afterwards and, and and were shooting the shit with us. And uh, a really, really cool bunch of guys. I mean, I mean Johnny Faye would come out to some of our shows in, in England too and stuff. So it's it's just kind of. Uh, I just really grew to love the band. I mean, they're as Canadian as can be, you know I mean? their their content from whatever they're doing, and uh, you like them or not, I mean, they're they're undeniably uh, one of the, the most uh, precious things that this country has to offer as far as rock and roll goes, you know? He's, he's a poet. I mean, you listen to what Downey was writing and, and the music that's put down. I uh, just uh, thank God it, it, the music won't go away, and, it, and it's a bloody shame that he was taken so soon, you know? But, uh, yeah and that, I, that I'm, that I'm not sold it.
3: i'm not sure it's going to happen again when somebody um you know when he was passing and people kind of knew it and they had to do those last shows it was quite something um too well, i didn't sort of see them at the
2: danfork <laughs> musical uh it just be just before that that was like, up to all that. And I think it was probably around the time that he was just diagnosed because they were on fire. The band was, was amazing. It was amazing. But uh, sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. But.
3: No, it's all good, Jeff. Uh, i
4: was getting uh, passionate, man. Uh, did you do
3: festivals with them? <laughs> um, did you tour across the country with them? How many shows have you played with the hip? And, and what are your memories of playing with those Yeah, guys no,
4: uh, we actually played exactly zero shows with the hip. Um, <laughs> oh, wow. Really? For reason. Yeah, no, we never played with them. Um, I don't know why, but... Uh, we always speculated about it, but um, uh, but we don't exactly know why. But we, like I said, we we're all we we're all fans. And the good thing about about um, never playing with them is that we shared a lot of crew. So there, mm. because we never toured at the same time, so we got to use a lot of their uh, backline guys, their lighting guy, um, occasionally their front of house guy um, when we were touring, um, which was a, a bonus because those were the best guys in the in the country
2: yeah
3: it uh they certainly came on in a massive wave it's been a while since we've seen a band do that you know mm-hmm. um and the pandemic i think put the foot on a few of those bands that were about that were waving i think the archives kind of powered through it but i think uh jj uh wild who taylor's out with chris's daughter who's mm-hmm. been out with this year um, Well,
1: right now it's funny right now she's out with monster truck and uh big wreck and it uh, and the guys on the crew are all are all Old dudes, they're all old dudes. So she was just out with JJ Wild. All young, woo! We're in our early twenties. We're out rock and roll to the Big Wreck Monster Truck uh, crew. Now, now Jeff and, and Dale and Marking probably can testify the, <laughs> the <laughs> difference in the vibe between the older crew guys and the younger crew guys. So my daughter is like, this sucks. They, I, I, I'm sorry Taylor, if, if, but you know I'm sure she. I, I, I was I was almost going to indulge on some more information she gave me, but I, I will stop there. Yeah man,
3: the, our whole tour is filled with grumpy uh, grumpy old rock guys. They just want to get to the the bed. Yeah. they just want to get to she, bed. So. Yes,
1: yeah, so my daughter's like you know in her early twenties and just loving being on the road running. She's running the merch for these guys, right? She's the merch manager, and she's loving it. She does it for that other band that I keep forgetting the name in town we were just talking about. Glorious Sons. Yes, Glorious Sons. Yes, she also does runs merch for them as well. But And loves – those guys were great, she said. She was on the bus with them um, doing a, 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 about four shows there just a couple weeks ago or seems like a couple weeks ago. Um, and she said they were fantastic guys. Like, couldn't speak. They treated her well. You know, she's – you know, I think there was only one other girl on the tour. They treated her great. But the older guys, she said, are terrible. She said that they're like – they're just they're – wow. you know, they're thinking that she's – because she's a little girl, she doesn't know what she's doing and so – I'm picturing her with these big boxes of merch and me wanting to go in there and with a hockey stick. <laughs> I told her, I told <laughs> her and,
3: and classic uncle slash uh, uncle slash mm. uh, uh, older, much older person. Uh, I was like, uh, "Suck it up, Buttercup." Yeah. So there we go. I told her <laughs> yeah. she had to pay her dues. That's, <laughs> I that's what I
1: said too. I said, "Taylor, you're paying your dues. This is you know, get out
3: there." Second tour. Wait till you tour with Moist. Holy <laughs> yeah, individual rooms. Yeah, it's the a whole thing. <laughs> Don't you know I'm running for mayor? Anyways, uh, Brad, uh, Brad Hopper uh, sent in. gents. Uh, yeah, so great to see you uh, talking about Canada's greatest city. Uh, Brad is a paramedic and fireman and everything in town. Uh, so thanks hey, for Brad. your service, Brad. Uh, he also has a little thing for Dale saying, uh, Hey, thanks so much for Headstones work over the years. So one of my favorite bands. There you go. Check out Dale's playing on the first, <laughs> Mr. Mach- the first Mr. Machete record. That's uh, <laughs> yeah. that's where you're going to find the best Dale playing. Uh, and Ben, uh, he's got a question for the panel, um, which is uh, uh, probably a Mark and Jeff question here is mm-hmm. and, and, and Chris is a- uh,
4: Not me, I do breakfast.
3: Back- <laughs> yeah, Chris doesn't eat till 3 p.m. <laughs> but a big argument, best, best breakfast place in town, gentlemen. So there we go. This could be up for debate.
0: On this one, okay. Best breakfast. It used to. It used to be Lino's. I used to like Lino's, but that's oh Lino's. Out,
4: that's not there anymore. Oh.
0: Yeah, you Man. know,
4: right? Okay. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah, when I was in university, that was Lino's at four a.m. was the, the the spot to be.
0: Yeah. So I think I only got a couple years of Lino's. It may be closed in like two thousand two or three, but I re- I I remember it as still probably. I like. I like Peter's place downtown. I don't know if it's Alino's, but I would I I tell people to go there. It's similar to Alino's. I'll I'll throw my vote in for that one.
3: And 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 good for you to eat breakfast, Mark. Good for you, yeah, Jeff. You uh, go, Jeff, <laughs> what, yeah. Do you do you have a current one or do you? not? Yeah, go? I like you... Peter's
4: place downtown too, and I like yeah. uh, uh 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 windmill cafe. Oh, hang on, what was it called windmill.
3: Either place you'll so never see Chris okay. before three PM. But
4: so. I'm a West Ender now, so so breakfast for me is all about egg skis in the uh in the West End out on, on Princess Street. Right like, yeah,
1: There's some pretty cool breakfast places around here, you know. I've seen them, but I just don't go to them. Eggs Egg ski sounds like a bad hockey nickname.
0: <laughs> Eggs. <skis. laughs> oh, egg ski there.
3: Yeah, yeah. You yeah, yeah cold
0: beer. We actually send bands, though, to the Toucan for breakfast because they've got oh. the sort of infamous $5 breakfast special. Oh, those are classic. Which is, which is pretty good. And you usually end up getting a beer, or Caesar, or something like that, too. And it's under 10, 10 bucks. So, yeah, now that I think about it, I think the Toucan one is the one that we recommend the most. Mm-hmm. And it's usually bands just want to get a Caesar and a cheap breakfast with some bacon and toast. I love
3: that. A Caesar and a cheap breakfast. Yeah, no, that's great. I like that. <laughs> that was good. That a good
1: breakfast for me. I, like but, I mean, that is the rock breakfast. Keep, keep, keep you going in the van till the next venue, right?
3: Yeah. Uh, best. And then Brad finally wants to know best spot for a pint and then we'll let you guys.
1: I'd say mansion, that's me. I, I really like the mansion just because of the two floors and, and in the summer, the patio, but, uh,
0: yeah i don't know i mean there's so many in kingston if i i i, I really like the brew pub downtown um the, the mansion's great the toucan's great as well uh, iron duke which used to be the uh scherzo for people of that hey. era it's called mm-hmm. the iron duke now uh I, I really like that place too but there, there, there's lots like i mean we, we would need another top 10 list going here
2: Mm-hmm.
3: Awesome stuff guys. Yeah. Uh, the city wow. of Kingston, uh, which, you know, by all accounts has produced some of the best bands in this country, some amazing actors. Uh, great story. Sounds like super artsy. It's been great for Chris Machete moving there. Um, mm-hmm. Dale played I some great shows. Jeff, you're there. Uh, uh, did you ever leave Jeff outside of Vancouver or you, did you come back
4: to Kingston? Oh yeah. No, I left for a long time. I, uh, uh- yeah. I left here in 89 to move to Toronto, and then Mark and I moved from there to Vancouver where we started the band. And then the entire band picked up and moved to Montreal and then moved from Montreal back to Toronto. And it was only when my wife and I had our our, our son that um, I realized that maybe big city living was not for me as a, as a parent. Mm-hmm. And um, plus I wanted my child to have access to his grandparents. So we moved back here about eight, nine years ago
3: amazing city now you Chris told me that you uh wanted to talk a little bit about this Beatles documentary uh which mm. we can get into for a minute here has everyone has anyone seen this Dale have you seen this yet because the, the jury's out on Ringo <laughs> people keep calling Ringo the one of the best drummers ever and I'm 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 always loving this, I'm always into this debate have you seen this Beatles uh, uh yeah I, I've watched it all yeah
2: um yeah yeah you, you're, you're referring to, like, being Ringo? Like, I think Ringo's great, man. I don't know what everybody hates him about, because uh, he wrote some absolutely incredible parts. I mean, I've done, um, for the classic albums, I've done Abbey Road, the White Album, and I, it was in the One's Beatles tribute uh, review, playing with orchestras and stuff, and I've had to really uh, learn his stuff, like, verbatim. And... uh You know it's not easy like some of that earlier stuff man he's fast swinging he's doing some shit that you kind of go okay well and to be able to do that and and do it in really good time with the right feel and stuff uh watching the get back stuff it was really kind of cool to be a fly on the wall to to hear how some of these songs just the nucleus started you know um and i was a little annoyed with some of the things some of the hangers on and you know that the Yoko wouldn't leave uh, John's side for the whole time that you're watching it. You know, go, that's what their their dynamic was. But uh, um, I, I think it's definitely worth a watch. If, you, if you're a Beatles fan, you definitely should be seeing. It. So,
3: Jeff, you loved
4: opinion. it, eh? I loved it. Yeah, I'm obsessed by it. And the thing I'm, I'm obsessed <laughs> by it, about it, and I, I've been talking about this to anyone who listens, is how it's for anybody who's been in a band and has been part of a group of people sitting around in a room. Uh, Trying to bash out songs, uh, it's the same thing they're doing. Except, you know, the difference is, is that is that everything is, you know, what they're doing is really good, like way better than anything <laughs> that we did in, in Moist. <laughs> I mean, they're freaking Beatles, but uh but the crazy thing I just can't get my head around is that it's all the hangers on, all the people who are in there, and you've got you know, Paul sitting at the piano, kind of coming up with, you know, trying to work out the second verse of Let It Be. And there's some guy standing there going, so, you know, do you think we should go to like Tripoli or what do you think we should do? (laughs) Paul's like, oh, uh, you know, it's like, just leave him alone. He's like working on (laughs) an amazing piece of art and you're talking to him about details. And it's just, anyway, I just found it enlightening and enthralling and, and, uh, uh, and it kind of reminded me too of why we put, I mean, I hate to use moist and the Beatles in the same sentence, but it kind of reminded me of why we put moist on hold back in 1999, because it got to the point with where there was we were just trying to be a band writing songs and doing that thing. And there started to be just a bunch of like there's there started to be so much machinery around it and people who who were not into what we were doing necessarily on an artistic level, but who were always there. Trying to make suggestions about how a video should be or what artwork should look like and that kind of stuff. And just how how annoying it got. And uh, and I felt I felt for them. Like, I feel like this is why the band, The Beatles, broke mm-hmm. up. It wasn't because they didn't like each other, it was because they just the machine was just so big around them that it stopped being fun. And that's my, that's my takeaway. I think everyone's getting a different takeaway. from this I think
3: thing. a lot of bands are guilty of that, though, all the way around. Yeah. Once the machine takes over, it's, you know, I always find it funny when, like, doing shows. Mark, you can attest to this, too. Like, you know, we're doing concerts, some of these biggest concerts in the world. I mean, you're doing all this stuff, and it's all about production and opening seats and doing all the rest of it. And everyone forgets that these bands generally started in a basement. Yeah. you know, they just all started in a yeah. basement. So, and I, I always hearken back and I just talked about it today too, um, that, you know, the business is 95% business and 5% music and people fight me on it. Cause they're like, no, 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 you can't have the business without the music. I get it. The music is jamming in the basement and then going on stage for two hours. And, but then the rest of it, Is all like press and hotels and business and bottom line and blah, blah, which you can't have unless you have the music. But once you sign the deal and you get the gold records, then it becomes, it's sort of like all about the music when you're in the basement. And once you're out of the basement and the hangers are on around you, Jeff and and bands are, are just getting hammered with people giving them opinions, then it becomes about the business and then a little bit about the music. And it's a shame. It's a shame, really. Mm Because there's so many bands that just uh, broke up way too soon, you know, and I think. Well, one thing I did
2: like about the Get Back thing is, like, uh, Jeff, Jeff, you love uh, that they mock themselves. You know, like oh, yeah. and Paul and Ringo would be they were, they were singing a song where they weren't moving their lip, their, their their jaws, and they're just like no, no, no. They went through an entire song and do another one, and and they, they would just come up with like really funny ass versions of, the, of some of their songs, and and that to me was priceless. You know, to be able to watch them do that stuff, or at the beginning of Get Back, I get Paul's just trying to come up with the riff, and it's like they go, "What do you got there going on?" He goes, "Well, we got to write more songs. You know, we only got four. We're supposed to have twenty, and it's just like you know, like you said, exactly. They are a real." band they were a real band sitting down uh uh, coming up with stuff i mean ringo sit down going and go i got the so-called octopus's garden you know and and it's you see the evolution of things coming out Then george sitting down writing a bridge part with him and stuff just amazing Mm. anyway
4: yeah i I love that part when sorry we should be having a beer over this but i love when 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 octopus's garden and and uh and paul throws in a different chord progression that leads it back to the original thing and Ringo's like, well, I guess I have to write my words then. <laughs> like, yes, you got a lot more words to write. Like, get on it, Ringo. You got a song to compose here. Uh, two totally questions
3: weird. to end it, then, gentlemen. Two, two questions to end it, then. For let's start first. while we're on subject. Then, uh, Dale, what's your favorite Beatles song?
2: Uh, I always say this to people too, but I, I, there's so many, there's so many amazing songs. But uh, I guess the the one that sticks to me the most is a day life. Of that song because it's two parts too, but...
3: Second question: favorite song by a band from Kingston. <laughs>
0: oh.
2: <laughs> yeah, that's a hard one, man. I don't know. Uh, I'm gonna have to go with the hip and uh, say like uh, I don't know. I, I I just loved it all. I can't really. I, I don't have specific favorite songs for that. That's being copping out, isn't it?
3: That's copping anyway, out. You're not back. allowed to do that on this show. We're getting paid big bucks <laughs> okay. by the city of Kingston here, so.
4: Right, right.
2: <laughs> I'm just trying to think of what my favorite one was. Fully back, back to you in a minute,
3: <laughs> Jeff. What's your favorite song by a band from Kingston?
4: Uh, I'm going to say "El Dorado" by the uh, by the hip. The last song on "Fully Completely," I love that song.
3: Nice, Mark. Holy.
0: Uh, I mean, I want to, I want to comb through the metal arsenal of films that I have, or of, uh, of Kingston CDs that I have, but I, and one's not coming to me right away. So I'll, I'll pick a Harmer song. Like, I don't know, uh, maybe, uh, are you gone? Or I, I don't know any, any, of any Harmer song. I, I love all our Harmer stuff.
3: She's fantastic. I really dig her a lot. Chris. Thanks. That's nice.
1: Just a funny story about Sarah Harmer. There, we so we did a show we pre uh, before the COVID. Mark and I played the band, and uh, it was her show. And she had this special little area to sit. And my, my parents and uh, my wife went and sat in her section and got to watch watch my show with her. So that worked out. And she was so polite to them too. They didn't know my, my parents are a little older, right? So they just kind of sat and they're watching. Hey, folks, they just sat in the area there and. The she okay. didn't
3: know that Dangerous Dorothy's actually an MMA fighter. Chris's <laughs> mom. There you go. So, so but my, my right. favorite
1: is anything anything off the first "I Hate Sally" album, man. Hey, all right. I even yeah, saw some of that good. done acoustically at uh, at somebody's wedding, and it was it was amazingly awesome. <laughs> it was really really cool. But anything off that first album, man, that's just memories. Uh, that's gold.
3: So what? Yeah. So I mean, there's a part at one a. Yeah. So what? You, Mark's Mark's band wrote a <laughs> wrote a song. About the episode of Family Ties where Tom Hanks beats up Michael
1: J. Fox. Yeah, and there was another one. Yeah, that, that was a good one. Yeah, don't hit Alex or uh, I hit Alex. I hit I Alex.
3: Hit Alex. So, I mean, for originality, we got to go with that. <laughs> we got to go with that. Was just
1: the memories that that, that album brings back because yeah. we were touring with you guys back then when we were all yeah. young.
3: That was we great. A and a close
1: long. second, I really love Flamenco by the hip. I thought Flamenco's a fantastic
3: song by that band. Beautiful little tune. And uh and right up there with Bob Cajun. and so and I was never a massive hip fan, but those two songs stood out. Mm-hmm. All uh, right, one more, gentlemen.
4: sorry, one more, one more yeah. uh as far as a favorite album from a Kingston band goes. Mm-hmm. I really want to make sure people check out Luther Right and the Wrongs when they did the wall album, Bluegrass wow. style. You gotta check oh, that out.
3: Okay. Luther Right and the Wrongs. Jeez, that that's was cool. that's cool. going back.
4: Yeah, like and
0: L- Luther's the one that actually uh organizes that annual um holiday show that Chris and I played with uh Sarah Harmer. It's it's, L- oh, it's okay. Luther and Sarah that actually organize that as well.
4: Yeah. Yeah.
3: Right on. Cool. Well, gentlemen, this has been been a lot of fun. I mean, that city is great and there's a lot of people from there. But, uh, you know, big thing that we wanted to get across is that it's not just a hockey town. There's a lot yeah. of talent. There's a lot of music. There's a lot of art going on. And uh, it's a fantastic, fantastic city that's been great for all of you. So good stuff there. Uh, let's go around the horn for a minute here. Uh, Dale, let's uh, tell everyone what you're up to and where they can find you. Uh, let's pick that new song of yours and, and all the rest of it.
2: Yeah. <laughs> pick the new song. Uh, yes, uh, Six Foot Social Band. Uh, it is really just a project with a bunch of friends and stuff that I, uh, I've taken demos from over the years and recreated them and uh, started recording them. So that, look for that. There's a new one called uh, You Know What You Know. Uh, it's a long road. Uh, coming up in the new year, it'll be a lot of uh, classic albums, live shows, and blushing brides. So that's kind of what I'm doing right now. Very cool.
3: Awesome stuff. Jeff, we're going to see a new record from you, Yes.
4: You'll see the new record sometime in 2022, early in 2022, and hopefully a tour uh, soon after that. We we're actually supposed to be, last month, we were supposed to be on the road with the Headstones and mm-hmm. Sloan and uh, Tea Party. Um, right. That was a big, big tour that the whole tour got canceled, but hopefully something like that will come up again early mm-hmm. in the new year.
3: Mark? Uh, busy guy, Kingston Film Festival, KPP, back to the mix here with uh, concerts and all the rest of it. Uh, tell us what's going on.
0: Yeah, hopefully we can do a show for you, Jeff, in the in, in the 2022. So yeah, a lot, a lot of shows uh, happening even the rest of this year and into next year. You can check us out at kppconcerts.com. And then uh, yeah, I run the film festival too, and it's happening in March. And um, we play the best Canadian films of the year. I know we we're we're inquiring about the new Triumph documentary. I don't know if we're going to get it or oh. not. But, and then we've we've actually Ooh. been chatting with uh, Hugh a little bit too because he's been involved in a new TV show that was just shot in the in the uh, Kingston Pen. So mm-hmm. we might might do something with that too. But um, yeah, so it runs in March, and uh, you can find out about the film festival at KingCanFilmFest.com.
3: Beautiful. Awesome stuff. Yeah. Gentlemen, this has been the tribute to Kingston. Um, we really appreciate you guys making the time coming back. Yeah, thanks on guys. The show. We got lots of nerd talk ahead uh, down the road uh, <laughs> uh, when we get into. Uh, yeah. Some you guys have to come
1: back for our Mandalorian. Uh, hit and run Christmas, yeah. right? Where people come in for a hit and run Christmas uh, episode and just tell us what kind of toys they used to like to get, <laughs> what they want to get, you know, <laughs> memories of those star Wars <laughs> toys or GI Joes or yeah. oh, whatever stuff. you're, whatever you're into awesome that's right
3: and if you want to hear the best uh, drumming of all time uh, make sure you check out Dale replacing all my drum parts on the Mr. Machete record it's very very (laughs) good and uh, still need a gold record for that Uh, gentlemen uh, Chris and I are going to let you go we'll minimize you for a minute and then uh, Chris and I will finish up Uh, stick around for a little post chat if you want but uh, that's Dale that's Jeff that's Mark friends of ours friends of the show that has been the tribute to the King uh, to Kingston the wonderful wonderful city in southern eastern southern Ontario uh, on the 401 uh, and if they're not under snow go up there and see a show yep, and we'll uh, and uh, and have a great time uh gentlemen thanks again we really appreciate you coming on
1: Have a, have a great night guys thanks for coming on thanks guys you, uh,
3: and that's another Monday night for Chris and I on the kids on the escalator podcast. Uh, appreciate all our guests coming on. It's always great to see those guys. Amazing. Uh, Brad says, thanks uh, again for sharing all the talent from blue collar guys, working away and needing entertainment. Uh, well, Hey, that's what we're here for. A great time. Uh, yeah. Kids on the Escalator for another Monday night on the Dean Blundell Network. Catch us over at kidsontheescalator.com. You can check out Chris at uh, uh, Machete Comics Is uh, his Etsy store by all the really Yeah, we rad also have Michi-
1: Oh, dude, check it out. So, uh, www machete we've got our own store on there we've got uh, a workshop coming up that you can book through there it's in in person one but we also have online ones so we at machete comics have a brand new website man and it's putting skeletron 3 on hold though because i'm actually really busy with commissions right now which is great um but skeletron 3 is it's done man. like i say we've got um we've got up to issue 6 done. I just got to get on it. Got to get on it. I apologize. I'm get actually getting a lot of uh it's tough being about. in demand, brother. It's tough being Yeah, I like in it demand. though. Great. And we're on <laughs> we're on uh, live here on TikTok. All right. We've hit 877 here. Thank you everyone. Cheers awesome. and thank you so much, man. That's pretty good, dude.
3: You know know, know who's a big star on TikTok is Dale Harrison. Is he really? this whole thing with his ass that he does. But uh, this is like a kid's show, so we can't really show that. So, okay, well, we won't show that then. Huge thanks to our guests, kidsontheescalator.com. Thanks to our friends at Dean Bundell for hosting us, as always. That is the Kids on the Escalator for a Monday night. Good times.
1: Rad dudes. Thanks, everybody.